in the world there is good and bad mm -hmm. and uh, anybody who wants to um, tell a story of this magnitude about the nature of good and evil is going to draw people uh, who are influenced by something dark and it's going to um, um, come and afflict you in some way. And I'm not just talking about only people. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about a whole other realm because I believe in these realms. You know, right. I believe there's realms outside our own. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Black and Blurred. Hi, that's Darren. I'm Brandon. Guys, we are continuing on in this series of the war on children. It is something um, we wanted to talk about for a while. And even when we finish this series, it'll we still will not have, I don't know, done the conversation justice, really. Right. But, I, but we're going to dedicate at least this episode and another to it. Um. And another, we're going to have another esteemed guest on um, another yeah. uh, sex trafficking. At, um, yeah, in our last episode, who was it? Dr. Morell. Morell. Dr. Renee Morell. Who was a retired um, FBI. I don't even know what to call yeah. her, her title officially. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, it was, it should mean she worked for the FBI for 40 years, specifically um, with sex trafficking right. in the United States. <clears throat> Um, so if you haven't listened to that episode, go listen to that episode. It's a lot of information. Mm -hmm. she, she was a wealth of knowledge um, and just kind of shared her experiences. And yeah. you can um, tell she's passionate about yeah, it. Yeah, definitely. Um, highlighting a lot of the things that we take for granted, mm -hmm. um, especially as parents. And probably now. ignore. Yeah. Like, yeah. And that's why we want some of the stuff we're going to talk about on this episode. Um, some of the things we take for granted. Um, maybe you are a parent who is uh, to stay hip with the culture, woke to um, what TV and entertainment is like, and then you try to tell people to stay away from certain shows, and you have other parents that are like, taking it too serious. You I'm guessing that's the parent you don't like. Disagree with that parent. I'm just, I'm just saying, if you listen to the episode with Dr. Morell. Yeah. And, and and you know what? Here, here's the thing. Let me say it this way. Even if you don't listen to the episode of Dr. Moreau and someone says, hey, there's a potential you could be grooming your child mm -hmm. to be trafficked sexually or to be a target, at least, for sex trafficking. Yeah. And your response is, it's not that serious. Yeah. Jungle Book's not that bad. Just TV. <laughs> That's just locked away there. I've never seen that. You never seen Jungle Book? The cartoon? Yeah. Oh, I've seen the cartoon. Yeah. I mean, when I was a little kid, the I don't remember. Who's the pedophile? The who is? The bear. Oh. It's nasty, man. Oh, gosh. Okay. <laughs> uh, <I can laughs> but but here's the thing. And and so I, I know that a lot of people are probably thinking, hey, that's far-fetched. Fetched. That's some like Alex Jones type stuff, mm -hmm. analysis of Disney and TV shows. And... um. And I think that that's naive, yeah. that response. Um, I'm not saying that they're incorrect, mm -hmm. but I'm saying that the response is naive. It's just the way any flippant response is. In, at the, in the wake of uh, someone using the phrase Black Lives Matter, um, flippantly responding with all lives matter is a hateful response. Mm -hmm. Obviously, we've talked about this at length, and, and now we see the organization is just a, a weapon of Satan now. But... Um, if if someone comes up to your face and they say, hey, I matter, and their tone is saying that they're convincing themselves <laughs> that they matter, mm -hmm. then flippantly responding in any way is a hateful response. Um, you're not, you're tone deaf mm -hmm. uh, if, if you don't respond um, in love and in, in compassion at that point. And so in the same way, if someone's saying, hey, look, um, you should pay attention to what your child is watching, and you say, bah, it's tone deaf. Yeah. And you don't really have any concern with filtering what your children are watching. Uh, and you're also naive. Um, that's not optimism. That's naivety. And you probably should recognize just how dark this world is. 
um, in that TV, people who make channel uh, television programs aren't thinking, man, I really, I just really hope they sit around and enjoy this. Um, and that's it. I, I don't even care about the money. The money is a bonus. I just hope people can gather around and enjoy this program with some cocoa and, <laughs> you know, mm. hugs and onesies. Uh, that's not the case. And so I want to touch on a couple of things to, to, to lead us off into this episode. Um, one, it starts in scripture. Shocker. Um, and after um, Adam and Eve, they sin. This is the fall. We're now in Genesis 3, and there's a curse placed on the serpent. <clears throat> there are curses placed on Adam and Eve as well. Um, but the one of the uh, cruxes of this curse, um, no pun intended, is that there's going to be enmity, this beef between what Scripture says, the woman's seed and the serpent's seed. And so this word enmity is a word used that means it's inevitably or at, at least um it's feuding that leads to murder like right. this is not just like i don't like you we got hostility between us you know i don't like you i'm gonna try to you know be an antagonist like no our feud finds its culmination in murder <laughs> destruction of some sort um and so that's what that entity is <clears throat> and so there is this feud between and there are a lot of different interpretations, I guess, in, in, in academia about this. But I'm going to go with this. There's a lot of there's a feud uh, and a, a natural distance between the seed of the serpent and the seed of Eve. Um, and so what why that's important is because there's this question, not just in academia, but even just in general, I think even theologically, even maybe even on the serpent side of what does that mean? This, the woman's seed, like, who am I looking for here? Mm -hmm. am, am I looking for a person? Am I looking for peoples? You know, uh, you know, what, what do I need to be watching out for here? Um, and there's a lot to say about that, that even uh, bleeds into what Paul says in the new Testament about if, um, if it was known that Jesus was the son of God um, and that killing him would bring defeat over the rulers and powers and authorities, they never would have killed him. Right. They never would have killed him. Um, and so don't backtrack again. So there's this kind of figuring out aspect that's going on in scripture. And, and but one thing that's known is that as a result, there is this war on the woman's seed. And it's and it's been there. It's constantly been there. If you go to Exodus one twenty two, now in, in in Egypt, after the whole Joseph story, where Joseph is now the pr prominent man of Egypt, that generation is gone, and these uh, Israelites are multiplying like crazy, and Egyptians are scared because they're deep. Yeah. And so they use oppression and they use murder to try to keep them at the helm. And Pharaoh issues a decree saying, hey, murder all the dudes, all the babies, all the baby boys, murder them. Let the girls live. That's fine. But murder all the men, because if you let the men grow up, then they might lead. And yeah. if they lead, then they might revolt. And if they revolt, then uh, we're in trouble. Um, and, and so th that, I, you know, I'm not going to go through that entire story, but that's his decree. Um, that's in Exodus. You know, that's it. Uh, I don't have that time period right off the bat. I wanted to give the amount of years I'm about to jump right now as I go to Matthew. Um, but look that up. Now we're going some millennia away. Um, in Matthew, um, Herod um, ends up being tricked. Uh, in Matthew chapter 2, verse 16, um, because he's told that there's this king <laughs> that's going to be born, that this prophecy fulfilling king that's going to be born, and he wants that stopped, and he ended up getting tricked. I'm going to read chapter 2, verse 16 through 18. Then Herod, when he saw that he had been tricked by the wise men, became furious, and he sent and killed all the male children in Bethlehem and in all that region who were two years old or under, according to the time he had ascertained from the wise men. Then he was fulfilled what was spoken by the prophet Jeremiah. A voice was heard in Ramah weeping and loud lamentation. Rachel weeping for her children. She refused to be comforted 
because they are no more. Um, little sidebar, I know a lot of people have used um, this argument from silence saying there's nothing in uh, in our documents in antiquity that talks about the slaughter that happened in Bethlehem. Mm-hmm. Um, there, no one wrote about it. <clears throat> um, and one, that's a bad poor. And so therefore they disprove the they story right. and they try to say that the Bible's not valid. Uh, meanwhile, um, Bethlehem is a very small place. Bethlehem is a very small place. And um, you're assuming that someone would have written about it. Uh, and so it might have been from like 12 to 20 babies, mm. you know, 12 to 20 babies. Um, and that's not to say so it wasn't that big a deal. It's to say that it's a small place and it wasn't that many babies, but 12 to 20 babies being murdered is a whole lot. That's a lot of babies. It's a whole lot, especially given our news today when you go to a school and a couple people get injured and and he's called a mass shooter. Mm -hmm. A lot of that is sensationalism, but it's still the case. It's like, hey, you got multiple people intentionally targeted. Mm -hmm. This is newsworthy. Um, So, yeah, getting back on track. So what we see now is um, this this feud, this enmity between the serpent seed and the woman seed. We see it. In both of these scenarios, this seed is right along that line. It's right along that line. The, uh, uh, man, I can't think right now. Oh, man, the Semitic, the Semitic line. Um, and so you see it with... Uh, the babies in Egypt, the Israelite babies in Egypt, this is how Moses was kind of lifted as a deliverer because his mother protected him. And um, that was the Lord's providence in that specific scenario and uh, using Moses as a deliverer. Um, and then you see how Jesus escaped this uh, attack from Herod because he, Herod was tricked. Um, and uh, Jesus and his family, his family took him to Egypt. <laughs> Um, to flee that mm. uh, th- that whole ordeal, <clears throat> and um, through that, the second Moses, the final Moses, is brought forth, the Son of God Himself, the Messiah. Um, and so you still have this kind of question of, hey, is it persons that this seed is? Because the curse is that, hey, you're going to bruise it to His heel, and He's going to crush your head. That's what it says in Genesis 3.15. That's what the Lord says to the serpent. Um, And so as a result of that, there's this question that says, hey, is it a person that's going to crush my head or is it people? Who should I be targeting here? What should be going on? And I think the answer is just yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, When it comes down to the seed, the seed itself is Jesus Christ. But we who are hidden in Christ are his body. Are his body. And so it is a person and it is peoples founded in a person. Um, and this is even alluded to when Paul says in Romans 16, 17 through 20, he says, I appeal to you, brothers, to watch out for those who cause division and create obstacles contrary to the doctrine that you've been taught. Avoid them for such persons do not serve our Lord Christ, but their own appetites. And by smooth talk and flattery, they deceive the hearts of the naive. For your obedience is known to all so that I rejoice over you. But I want you to be wise as to what is good and innocent as to, and as to what is evil. The God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Very quick statement by Paul saying the God of peace will crush Satan under your feet. Talking to the church. Very interesting that he takes that Genesis 3 to 15 curse and he attributes it the action, the activity to the church. <clears throat> and obviously it's not initiated by the church, but right. we serve in the victory. Mm-hmm. Um, and as Jesus tells Peter um, that it is on this rock, he would build his church. And there's a lot to be said about that, but he'll build his church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And so there's this war that we even see still today. This war on children, this, I think, explicit and implicit um this very noticeable and very subtle war going on um something in the headlines right now that we can just touch on is gillen maxwell gillen 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 
um, who's the girlfriend or former girlfriend, whatever, partner of Jeffrey Epstein. Um, have you even heard anything about this? Is there any information you've gotten from it? Yeah, no, I mean, other than that the trial, you know, the jurors were being selected around the time of Kyle Rittenhouse, which I think was a nice way to cover all of that up. Mm. Making such a big deal out of the Kyle Rittenhouse case, which, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, they, that, that, case, that trial shouldn't have happened. No. And now we kind of see why it did. Yeah, right. For a couple reasons. They can kill a couple birds <laughs> um, with one stone here. You know, they can distract the public. <clears throat> with a social justice war, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Continuous hating each other, white and black, even though there is no white and black in this scenario. In that scenario, yeah. Um, they can keep that war going on, and they can distract us from Glenn Maxwell, mm-hmm. um, which you know her her jury is being selected around that time, along with Ahmaud Arbery. Yeah, all that stuff's happening at once, and they throw at us another dude who rammed his. Car into some people, just all of this stuff, right? Yeah, a lot of stuff. I mean, you think about how big the country is and how many murders probably happen every day. Mm-hmm. They pick very strategically the ones they want to highlight. Well, you have to give the divisive ones between yeah. races. They, they pick, they pick the ones that they want to talk about and make national news mm-hmm. very strategically to grasp our attention, to grasp our emotions. Meanwhile, you got this Glenn Maxwell thing, kind of just. Long, which kind of implicates everybody famous. We Let's know. look at the context of it, yeah. though. And this is this is the darkness of the culture. The world is dark. The world is broken. We get it. But I, I just want people so much to see the reality of the kind of I don't know the Zion of this country, right? The, mm-hmm. the to to ascend into stardom where everyone knows you and you have money and you're comfortable and you live a lavish lifestyle. That's the Zion of this country. Mm-hmm. That's of this world, really. People aspire to that. They want that. And what we're trying to shed light in is, is that's the poop of this world, <laughs> right? Like that area, that that whole life is dark. It's very dark. And so the context is that. The most prolific pedophile, at least of the 21st century, and definitely just the 21st century. I mean, we did have the Greco-Roman empires in the past. Uh, um, uh, rub me with oil or die. But uh, you have um, the most prolific pedophile of the 21st century, um, who I don't think anybody's questioning whether or not he was a pedophile. Pedophile and or sex trafficker. You know what I mean? But yeah, 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 right. Well, you know yeah, I mean? yeah, 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 both. Because um, it wasn't just him looking at kitty porn. Yeah, right. You know, he's trafficking he's women. Tra- yeah, right. <laughs> and so multiple witnesses testified against him. Uh, 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 I, don't, I can't even get the words out. A number of evidence. Yeah. Multitudes of evidence piled against him in his own properties. I saw one thing that said that he owned a chessboard of uh, custom pieces that were made in the likeness of all his staff positioned in sexually promiscuous positions. What in the world? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because they raided his home in Manhattan. This sticks up. I also read that the sidewalk outside of his house was heated underneath. In New York. So snow wasn't a thing. Um, yeah, that's billionaire stuff. Yeah, you know. Um, so that's the context. This man. who And that's, that's the stuff that's known. There's a lot of questionable things about how he even got his money. Yeah. And the, the associations he's with. That's a whole different thing. George Soros. Well, no, no, no. It's actually. Well, okay. Um, <laughs> Clinton's. <laughs> um, but I mean, there. I mean, it's it's known. I think that was in the documentary, right? What? Which part? Who he had? Who was he associated with? And yeah, it was some. I can't remember his Wexler. name. Wexler. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so that's the thing. So going back to what I was saying about parents who get news mm-hmm. that say, "Hey, your child actually could be being groomed by that little cartoon they're watching," and then your response is, "Ah, what? That's crazy!" And then you poo poo it. We're the the world is saying, hey, this woman could possibly have been a captain of one of the biggest sex trafficking rings or most prominent sex trafficking rings, at least in our country. 
And the mainstream media is kind of just doing their due diligence and yeah. mentioning. Yeah. But it's being treated like, uh, whatever. You want to talk about injustice. It's, that's what I'm saying. I mean, if, we're talking, if we want to talk about, in, I mean, right now, injustice, um, when you say that word, the only thing that pops into your mind is racism. White yeah, supremacy. Yeah. These are the things that pop into your mind when you say injustice. A white person does a crime. A black person does a crime. They do the same crime, and a white person gets less time than the black person. Mm. That's what people think about when they hear injustice. injustice. Not the fact that, you know, um, children are taken from their parents in countries that people don't care about yeah. and trafficked for the rest of their lives, and their mm. parents will never see their children again. Slavery is probably the most prolific it's ever been in the world. Yeah. Slavery today. Mm-hmm. This chocolate is delicious. Mm-hmm. What it tastes like? Coffee. Mm-hmm. It's called coffee and cream. Wow. Um. Yeah. And that's that's heartbreaking. And so to sober you, think about this. Someone's daughters. They were hunted. Um, they were offered things. Mm-hmm. And when they accepted them, they were raped. Yeah. Repeatedly. Sent to other people to be raped. Repeatedly. And now, those daughters are now probably all mothers, maybe. Maybe not all of them are mothers, but Mm -hmm. they're adults. And they're telling. (laughs) And it's being... Pushed to the side in the world of uh, women empowerment. Right. Um, I know something that made me sick to watch was uh, when the Me Too was really, uh, you know, really going down, and like all the award shows were just yeah, no. Me Too flexes. Yeah, I know. And I'm like, look at all the people clapping their hands that are causing yeah the pain. That's the people. I don't think people understand. I don't think people know that. Well, like we can't assume that people know that Hollywood is a big pedophile ring. <laughs> Some people don't know that. No, they got their favorite celebrities and they don't do that stuff. Um, there have been multiple people yeah. who highlight this. Yeah, multiple children. I mean, I get it. Work is stressful, right? Um, uh. Busy work and demanding work is stressful. It's hard. You have people who are judging you because of your appearance. That's hard. People who are judging you because of your abilities. That's hard. Mm -hmm. But are we not curious at why kids always turn out strung out on drugs? You like children actors who grow up all of a sudden. People making, you know, you make fun of, I kind of did a little bit, got to admit. Um, People like Orlando Brown. Only because, you know, I didn't make fun of his condition. I just, stuff that he was saying was ludicrous. He did some crazy stuff, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, you got children who've been acting ever since they were seven, eight, nine. Mm-hmm. Some of them who Earlier are. Earlier than that, Olsen yeah, twins. Yeah. Some of them who are, you know, um, some of them who are adults now still acting or still involved in a circle are usually a little bit messed up. Yeah. Um, and then you have some that disappear. You don't know where they are. Yeah. And it's probably because their parents were like, nah. Yeah, get you up out of here. Nah. Um, you know, and like you mentioned the Olsen twins. Everyone knows that the Olsen twins been through drugs mm-hmm. at such a young age. Yeah. Um, Lindsay Lohan. Mm-hmm. Um, anybody. Anybody young. Britney Miley Spears. Cyrus. Miley Cyrus. Um, but the, the early ones before that, the Goonies? The Goonies. Yeah, I know. All those kids. Josh Brolin seems to be, well, <laughs> doing well, but. um, Yeah. I mean. Yeah, but Corey, Corey Feldman. Feldman. What's the other other Feldman? The other Corey. It wasn't I mean, Feldman. Corey, it was another Corey. Corey. He's yeah. died. He died. Yeah. Um. He was a. Uh, that wasn't uh, Joaquin Phoenix's half brother, was it? No, 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 no. I'm thinking uh, no Corey. Uh, but I think they all grew up on the same like kind of cult. Yeah. Establishment. Yeah, 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 yeah. They were in a cult together. Their yeah. families. Uh, that Corey and. River and Joaquin Phoenix's family, mm-hmm. but um, so what's interesting? 
uh, you know, you got the women empowerment that people throw in your face um, and injustice like you were talking about. And there's a reason mom has to be the word when it gets to certain news. Uh, and it's because these people, when they're crying out for justice and some Christians without even realizing it, that's why we we try to open your eyes. But let me just stay with the non-believers right now. The people who are crying out in the name of justice, people who are crying out in the name of empowerment are actually serving false gods. Mm-hmm. See, because if you're serving the one true and living God and you cry out for justice, it, it's different. It's actual justice. Um, and you see that. But then when you desire actual justice while serving false gods, you end mm-hmm. up crushing yeah. his head. Right. You end up crushing his head. Um, and, and they don't want that. Mm-hmm. They don't they don't want that. And so that's why you have to do a Me Too movement so you can protect your yeah, prominence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, let's make sure we don't talk about how women are still objects. Mm hmm. Yeah, the same award show. Yeah. Uh, uh, next up, the uh, naked Meg Cardi the, B, yeah, Meg yeah. The Stallion, and, and Cardi B. Yeah, <laughs> shake something, ladies. Right. And it's so ridiculous. And then, and then you talk about this stuff, and then once again, you're met with the flippant responses. Yeah. I mean, come on, it's just music. Yeah. And then that somehow is women empowerment. Yeah, that's women empowerment. They've changed. They switched. When, when, the switch. when, when people look at this and go, "This is yeah. degrading the women," you go, right. "You're not letting women live." Right. Right. What? I want to see their checks. And I want to make sure only women's signatures are on them. Mm-hmm. Right. Even still, that wouldn't fix it. But mm-hmm. you get my point. That's mm-hmm. not the case. Right. Women empowerment. Miss us with that stuff. Yeah. It's so ridiculous. Um, so I have a couple of things because, um, one, let me play this clip from Mel Gibson. Because it, it, people, people bring up Mel Gibson. And, and that's what you heard in the beginning of the episode. That was Mel Gibson. I'm speaking and you bring up Mel Gibson today and you think about like, you know, crackpot guy who's just drunk and says crazy stuff. Um, and you should ask yourself why. Yeah. Like, why is that the case? Um, I want to play this clip. Here we go. And for me, I think evil is a something that when it comes to you it's it's not necessarily gonna come with a sign saying i'm evil uh it usually will come in an enticing form and you said at one point that a big dark force didn't want us to make this film sure what was the force what was the force it's the thing you can't see see if you i'm a believer by the way so if you believe you believe that there are big realms of good and evil and they're slugging it out what does the evil side want Oh, it wants you. It wants for me. So that's in an interview he was doing as he was promoting Passion of the Christ. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and he got, a, obviously, he got a lot of flack for that because in the industry, which is a large part of the entertainment industry, is Jewish. Yeah. And they believe that the whole New Testament narrative is anti-Semitic. Mm-hmm. You know, I went to the Holocaust Museum, and there's a section in the Holocaust Museum that attributes the New Testament uh, to being anti-Semitic, uh, and it talks about how um, it spurred on a lot of anti-Semitic preaching and everything else. And um, <clears throat> and I'm not I'm not denying that there may not have, or there may I'm not denying that there may have been anti-Semitic preaching in history, um, but Jesus uh, being crucified at the hand of jews is uh contextually true historically true theologically he's crucified at all of our hands we all have done this but um yeah just to kind of like get mad and say that's anti-semitic it's like well the crucifixion is (laughs) anti-semitic he killed a jewish guy um but it's even worse you killed your creator um but don't fret he didn't stay that way. So uh, Mel Gibson is promoting this movie, Passion of the Christ, and he's talking about evil. <clears throat> and he's talking about how, you know, when you're doing something like this, it, it, the, the dark forces don't like it and don't want to see it happen. And I think he's speaking tongue in cheek there mm-hmm. where he's still upholding the theological truth of 
the case. Like the dark forces don't want that, but but he's actually experiencing it. <laughs> right. Though we've heard, I can't, I couldn't find any of those interviews, um, but interviews I heard in the past where he was uh, talking about those things um, and talking about the kind of affliction and opposition he was facing um, as a result of making that movie. Um, and it's very real. And so when we think about that and we think about Hollywood and what their its aim is, that there are a lot of different people in Hollywood but Hollywood has a spirit behind it. Yeah. There are a lot of people in the church. The church has a spirit behind it. Mm -hmm. The Holy Spirit. One spirit, one faith, one baptism. Um, the same is the case when it comes to the forces of evil, when it comes to Satan and his schemes. And when you look at Hollywood, that's there for our entertainment. Um, Programs to make us put our guards down. Uh, all of those things. Their number one goal is going right back to like what they were calling for in Jesus' crucifixion with Barabbas and Jesus. And people yelled out Barabbas, but really what they were yelling out was anybody but him. Yeah. Any anybody but Jesus. You know, send out anybody. Just leave Jesus there, and that's the spirit behind Hollywood. Um, where it's, look, you can take part and enjoy anything. Just stay away from him. Mm -hmm. And so in order to be a believer in that place, it's hard. Yeah, I'm sure. It's, a it's fight very every hard. Day. And you can't do it um, alone. You can't do it just like on a whim. Uh, it, it's a it, That would be a calling, I think. Yeah. And a lot of people end up just saying, hey, look, I don't belong here. Yeah. <laughs> I think Melissa Joan Hart was one of them. Mm -hmm. I don't belong here. Um, I still love acting. I still love arts. And so I'm going to do something elsewhere. Um, I do wish that when Christians got together and made movies, it would be less cheesy. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> but, um, but there are aspects of movies that we expect. We expect to see violence and sex and promiscuity and drug abuse and that type of stuff. And so we've considered those things to be what make movies good. Um, but yeah, okay, off of that tangent real quick. So let's look at some of these, um, I guess, movies or shows. I think we've talked about this in a couple of episodes. Um, we brought this up with Dr. Morell, and she was talking about grooming. Yeah. And there are a lot of kid things that have adult premises and innuendos and euphemisms. Um. And then you just have straight up, like, hey, kids, why don't you just try some sex? Yeah. Is I can't. I'm, I'm drawing a blank. You have one in mind? Um, of any of those examples? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, boom, <laughs> Netflix. <laughs> just go to Netflix, kids. You see the crazy stuff pop up. But anyway, if you even go to like the Netflix, your Netflix adult, you'll see shows like Cuties or documentaries like Cuties. Is Cutie still on Netflix? I don't know. I know people got upset about it. Yeah, I don't know. Um, you'll see Cuties. You'll see things like Toddlers and Tiaras. Um, yeah, these toddlers in makeup. Yeah. Mm. Now, go ahead. Continue. Yeah. Um, toddlers and Tiaras. You'll see stuff like uh, 13 Reasons Why. Yeah, man. Uh, movies like It. Um. You know, where they have, this is actual young children mm -hmm. as actors, not portraying young kids. They are young kids in real life yeah. having such grown-up conversations. Mm -hmm. um, and in 13 Reasons Why, you have grown-ups playing kids doing grown-up stuff, which is just a whole mess of, of um, sexuality, sexual evil. Mm -hmm. I mean, just, just it's a mess. Um, and it just you know is it? I don't think that Thirteen Reasons Why is promoting that anything's okay, but it is numbing you to what is completely evil. Yeah, you know what I mean. It, yeah. it, it numbs you to what's evil. Yeah, yeah. Stuff that you wouldn't want your children to ever take part in. 
Well, like I said, also it challenges people um, to oppose their God, right? Yeah. There obviously is a God of sexuality. It's been all throughout history. I mean, all mm-hmm. a lot of different temples. Paul's letter to Ephesians was in reference to Artemis or the Temple of Diana, where they're having sexual orgies and getting drunk and everything else um, in order to live channel out their religion. This, yeah, 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 and channel this deity. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if you attribute this, and if you attribute that false God to what happens when someone is raped, then you have a hard time um, uh, separating the rape from just sexual promiscuity in general. Yeah. You have a hard time doing that. He's like, hey, if I get very angry that this person raped this woman or this woman raped this man or this man and this boy, whatever it is, I have a hard time uh, removing that from my natural sexual desires that I just want to act on. Because at the end of the day, that's what that person did. Mm -hmm. All they did is act on their sexual proclivities. Right. the other person is just weaker, right? And that's what that's what what's the name says all the time, right? Um, Frank Turek, mm. he always says we all have sexual proclivities <laughs> that we ought not act on. Correct. You know that that goes to the LGBTQ stuff. Yeah. So we all have that. Yeah. <laughs> I just heard Will Smith talking about something in an interview, um, which I, I think Will Smith should probably just like take a hiatus from TV. From a, a, a camera from, Yeah 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 Like he's just been in the camera For too long Even like Social camera You mm-hmm. know You need to just be away Spend some time With like a Christian <laughs> Let just be let, Give him the gospel But but I, I heard him talking about How he had to be like He's either going through Or had to go through Being depro, deprogrammed From his Christian upbringing And this upbringing That made him feel uh, Evil Made him feel bad about the thoughts that he had and um, and doing the things and, and thinking about certain things and acting on certain things. <clears throat> um, and uh, I forgot where I was going with that. It's not it's not directly related to this, but it's related because um, you're trying to purge yourself of accountability. But simultaneously, you're purging yourself from um, any definition of morality. Right. Any definition of morality. Um, because if there's, uh, I've seen him in interviews where he's talking about, um, I don't know, because of the movies he's done, where he's talked about things in Hollywood. Like he's talked about, uh, oh, let's use his wife, Jada Pinkett. <laughs> Let, let's use his wife. Uh, the Oscars, she was mad about the Oscars being all white, right? saying that black people are being excluded from the Oscars. Now we have a moral issue. Right. Are you saying that these people have negative thoughts about black people? Mm. Are you saying that some of them have been acting on their negative thoughts about black people? That sounds like a Christian ethic, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. So I think that people come into this collision course when they begin to pursue truth in certain ways even when they just want to do a buffet style of truth they have to decide if they want to continue in that buffet uh, because they're going to end up um, simultaneously destroying what they claim to believe um, if you pursue truth Um, right and, and so that's why the response is to either full out oppose truth or surrender to it you there is no in between and the Christians need to know that. <clears throat> but what were you about to say something? Yeah, I was just going to talk about the um, um. You mentioned Will Smith. Mm-hmm. Man, what was I talking about? I mean, what was I thinking? Uh, oh, his children. Um. Yeah. As a result of you know, you listen to Jaden Smith talk. If you have listened, go look up a Jaden, just a Jaden Smith interview, mm-hmm. and just listen to the stuff that comes out of his mouth. Um. I don't think his parents don't love him. That's not it at all. Um, but this is a child that's grown up in Hollywood. Yeah. And the stuff he says is is uncomprehendable or incomprehensible? Incomprehensible. Comprehensible? Yeah. 
Okay. Incomprehensible. Incomprehensible. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I, you can't understand what he's saying because he's so woke. Mm. You know what I mean? It's like this Hollywood is like a religion in itself. Yeah. Um, and when you have children growing up in Hollywood, um, they're just they're just like extensions of Hollywood. They don't even you know they don't even know what it's like to be a child. You know what I mean? They don't, they don't know. Um, and so, and I, and I think it's on purpose. Like they they uh, you know you you have like you think about all the shows that we grew up on mm-hmm. um, that seemed harmless. And I, I try to think back, like man, were those shows actually harmless, bro? We were just talking about this. Richie Rich or not Richie Blank Rich. Check. Blank check. Yeah. Dog. She kissed this boy. Little boy. And, and and guys, if you are not familiar with what we're talking to because you were born yeah. yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Um, and for people who were born in the eighties or born in the early nineties. Right. Blank check. If you remember that Disney movie, there's this kind of like little, you know, cute relationship between the boy and the FBI. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all uh, she was doing is she's just, you know, grooming him. Gr- <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Doug, uh, what's happening is like throughout the movie, uh, she's just playing along because she's an FBI agent and she wants to get to the big fish. Mm-hmm. And this boy is just the one that keeps popping up and popping up. And then, you know, it's all it's all over. The movie's over. Everybody's caught. We find out everything's a fraud. Everything's a lie. And at the end of it, they have this little conversation. He was like, well, will I ever see you again? And the boy is what? 10? Yeah, he's like 10 or 12 at the most. Yeah, 12 is pushing it. Yeah. Under 18. Um, <laughs> That's for certain. He's like, he's like, when will I see you again? And she's like, jokingly, how about you call me in 10 years? And then he's like, um... Five, and she's like seven, or I think he says seven, and then she's like, "Okay, it's a date." Yeah, and then they share a kiss, and it's not her leaning in and pecking him on the cheek or on the forehead. Even that would still be giving the conversation, right? But but it's a legit kiss. Yeah, I remember being a little boy. not saved by Christ, mm-hmm. thinking, man, he's lucky. He's lucky, yeah. Uh, meanwhile, I'm looking at this like, what in yeah, the no. yeah. as an adult, Epstein I was like, is That's, this? I just learned. I just learned to remember this a week ago. I was here at your house, and y'all told me. I said, "Oh my goodness, yeah, bro, I, it, that's so How different." Sick is that? Where are his parents in real life? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to yeah let him he's kiss actually him, doing. You that. know what I mean? To he's kiss an adult, actually doing that. That's gross, man. Um, I was also going to talk about Stranger Things. Though yeah. there is no um, sexual promiscuity in that movie mm-hmm. by children, because mm-hmm. um, they have some by the you know the younger kids. But in real in in the movie, they're eighteen and twenty. And in real life, I think they're like twenty four and twenty six. But oh, really? Okay. Like the kid, the gang, the kids, kids. There's nothing yet, and I'm worried about as these yeah, seasons go on, as they're aging, um, what they'll do. I've seen Millie Bobby, Millie Bobby Brown. All over the place, mm-hmm. and I just my heart just you know, I like that show, but I, I'm I'm just I'm worried for them. You, you don't you never know yeah. what's going on behind it all. As a cast full of children in Hollywood and and a very popular show now, um, you just don't know what they have to do yeah. to, to maintain their popularity, um, maintain you know the success of the show. Yeah, yeah. And so I think so. There have been people. There have been people. Who have told, and and that's why the Me Too movement was such a farce. Mm-hmm. It's because it, it it was trying to let people know, hey, we're doing something about this. So get off our back, right? Yeah, you're not. No, because it's rampant. It's proliferated, and you're doing it, and you're doing it. So listen to this. In 1986, uh, Oprah Winfrey she was presenting a show about molestation and sexual abuse and. Winfrey unexpectedly revealed the circumstances of her own rape on that show. She, she told the stunned audience that a relative had raped her. To make matters worse, she was just nine years old at the time of the rape occurred. Her heartbreaking story didn't end there. Her relative continued abusing her until she was 13 years old and she became sexually promiscu- promiscuous. By the time she was 14, she became pregnant and her baby boy was born. And sadly, the baby died when she was just an infant. Um, 
And it, from that, she began to work as a uh, advocate for survivors of sexual abuse. Um, and, and that's in 1986. Uh, and I think that over the years, that kind of culminated into a hatred for men also. Yeah. Um, uh, but yes, that's Oprah. Right. And now she's like Oprah. That's mm-hmm. 1986. Right, yeah. That wasn't Oprah, Oprah. Yeah. Now she's, now she's Oprah. Now she's billionaire Oprah. And so what she pointed out is that that experience and that trauma led to a life of promiscuity. Yeah. I, I want us to hold on to that because what we see today, that's why you have uh, either drag queen or transgender reading times mm-hmm. for kids. Um, that's why you have TV shows that are geared for kids, but they have so much explicit content in them. Yeah, they're trying to they're trying to, you know, they're trying to skip a step. They want to they want to convert these children to their sexual religion without yeah. having to do the dirty sexual stuff to them. Yeah. Yeah. In a mass but They're doing it psychologically. Yeah, in a mass way. Like there's this mass production of sexual sexually promiscuous children. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you can skip the abuse and go straight to their minds. Yeah. And teaching them that, you know, a grown man, it's okay for a grown man yeah. to be with a little girl all the time. Monsters Inc. Wreck yeah, it right, Ralph. Right, 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 right. You know what I mean? Like, also, also, you you find we pointed this out that in these movies, and especially the movies that we grew up on, um, with these like shows and uh with teens, mm-hmm. you never see their parents. No, no. No. It creates this world in your mind where it's like, hey, you are the replacement of the adults. You're doing adult things. You're having adult. We said that a lot about about uh, what you call it. What? What? Um, Thirteen Reasons Why. Like, yeah, no, you never see the parents. These parents and if are you tragic. do see the parents, they're like children. Yeah, yeah. The parents are like children. Hey, you want to talk? Like what? I told you not to open my door, mom. What I say about locks? Like whoa, what, whoa, what is whoa. This? <laughs> <laughs> you gonna be out here like your boy Justin shooting up? <laughs> okay, get up out my house. <laughs> so, like, get up. What is wrong with you? So, now, so, so that's very important. That Oprah was going to point that out. That traumatic experiences um, that correlate to lifestyle. Because right. yeah. I think a lot of people also. That's what Doctor Morell um, was saying. Yeah, I think that a lot of people aren't, I mean, it, it, not a lot of people, I think the conversation, even when it comes to same-sex attraction, a lot of people are dealing with um, abuse yeah. in their childhood. Physical or psychological. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and we're not talking about that. But let's, let, me, let me get through a couple of these. Um, uh, Corey Feldman. In 1980s, Corey Feldman starred in The Goonies, The Lost Boys, Gremlins, Stand By Me. First of all, I love The Goonies and I love The Lost Boys. Um, cult classics As an adult He shared with the world His personal childhood experiences With Hollywood pedophiles In his series On Annie The Two Corys He's also written Choreography His memoir And an open secret A documentary Feldman noted That the California Statute of limitations Prevents him From naming names The process would allow Anyone Feldman accused To legally sue him He understands The personal and public Frustration this has caused But he realizes That he must carry on The fight in different ways He continues to be Outspoken about His childhood sexual abuse And has found avenues In the industry to do so Corey Feldman Has been outspoken For a while But he's been strategic Yeah Um, And Uh I know, like I said, you know, people get frustrated at that. Like, just say the name. Yeah, he's trying not to get killed. Meanwhile, people are more interested in the gossip yeah. than actually, actually seeing something happen. Yeah. Um, and he's interested in seeing something happen. And he realizes that I'm not about to be one of those actors that goes on IG Live, outs everybody, and then I, quote unquote, commit suicide a week later. Right. I'm not going to do that. Right. Um, so, you know, miss, miss me with all that. Um, Corey Haim This is the other Corey Yeah. Uh, Feldman and Haim were close friends And both were molested by several elite men Who passed them around 
While Feldman was never actually raped, Feldman has stated that Haim was. The two friends were approached at Hollywood parties by powerful men in the industry. Those men would present the opportunity as a great way to spend time with important people. The men would try to make friends with the two young boys. Feldman still alleges that a dark network of people existed with the purpose of preying on youngsters at that time. Haim was just 11 years old when the rape occurred. This is this is in history. Yeah. Now Corey Haim is dead and we don't really care. Elijah Wood. When Elijah Wood was a young child, he not only had a role in the remade version of the classic dolphin film Flipper, but he also starred in The Good Son along with the Macaulay Culkin. That's what I was just telling you about. Macaulay Culkin was tripping in that. Yeah. Uh, Wood told the Sunday Times that in those years, his mother provided the protection he needed as a child actor to keep him from parties where adults might prey on children. That's another thing. If you have a child in the industry, yeah. let me pause right there. Why is your child in the industry? But if you have a child in the industry, well, you know, why they are they going know. to parties? Yeah, right. They should. They definitely know. Why? Why are you? Why are they going to parties? Yeah. Um, Met galas and all types of stuff. As an adult, he still realizes that innocent victims are still prey um, for pedophiles who keep their dark activities secret. Uh, because what? The, uh, what? Mm, those who belong to the dark do their deeds in the dark. That's what mm -hmm. Paul says in First Thessalonians um, five. Yeah, like. Like, I'm just mind boggled at how trusting people are. Yeah, I'm really mind boggled. Um, he stated that there are many in the business. There are many in the business. There are many in the business. I think that that many is too small in people's minds. Yeah, I know. It's just as small as the many Jesus used. Right. When he says many will come to me saying, Lord, Lord. Right. There are a lot of people in their churches that are self-centered and are built on pop music and not actual worship and are built on feel-good messages that think that many uh, isn't many. Yeah. It, it's not many. But this is another, uh, a smaller important many, but it's still an important many. There are many in the business uh, who view children as open prey that these vipers use their power to overcome children. He said that children's lives are being damaged to the point of not being able to repair them. And there you enter in the drugs and alcohol and all those things. Um, I got to admit, reading this next one made me want to see the movie because I haven't seen it yet. And so I'm, I'm withholding judgment until I watch it. Um, when Monique took on the role of the abusive mother in Precious. You've never seen Precious? No. Don't watch it. Oh, really? Yeah. The freak? It's not good? It's Monique being Monique. That's what I'm saying, though. But listen, listen to this. Well, even though we knew this, I don't know if you, I mean, maybe, but we knew this. I just, let me just read this. We'll talk about this offline. She drew on her own memories of being molested by her older brother. She was only seven years old when the sexual abuse began. She remembered that her brother abused her once each year for four years. He lured her into the bathroom, offering her candy. When interviewed for Essence magazine, she said that her brother was a monster to her. She said she became her brother each time she was on set filming Precious. Her signal to change in the character was the word action. And each time she heard director Lee Daniels call out the word, she remembered her growing up years in Baltimore and those abusive times with her brother. Um, I, I In Baltimore alone, I know there are a lot of people who have been sexually abused by family members in the black American yeah. community. Yeah. It's very common. And it's not discussed. We're not yeah. talking about it. And then what do you see as a result of that? You see sexual promiscuity in young ladies. You see homosexuality in young men in mm -hmm. a cycle of broken homes. And now all we're doing is blaming it on white people. Yeah. All right. <laughs> um, that, that's enough. That's enough. It's, yeah. it's, it's too much. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> too much. Goodness. But yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I would just say to be to be careful about what you let your children watch. Yes. It's so easy to throw on Netflix and let yeah, your children man. just watch TV. Just be. But so they, they are quiet. they are intentional about making it um, appear harmless. Um, to a Christian, you should definitely be. Um, um, very aware using spiritual discernment yeah to see what your children you know um, i remember a while ago my mom is a daycare our mom is a daycare provider and she was telling the parents they don't let your kids watch caillou and some of them were upset about that i mean mm -hmm. the, 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 you know like you were saying like why would you be mad my mom, right. she's saying she's trying to protect your child 
Don't watch Caillou. Mm-hmm. Well, that's because people take it as an attack on themselves. Yeah. And, and and when it comes to, you know, I just preached on admonishing. Mm-hmm. And I think as Christians, we need to value being admonished. We only value, we're, we're in this very affirming generation, affirming culture. And the Christian even might even say, I'm not a part of that affirming where you can't tell the truth. But then as soon as someone tells you the truth, yeah. you giving them the side eye and tell them, man, forget you. Right. Because you feel attacked. Meanwhile, that's loving right, right. for someone to tell you the thing that you're falling in love with is actually attacking you. Yeah, That's what's attacking you. Uh, and so um, we need to continue to do that for one another. I was trying to turn to 2 Corinthians um, because with all of this, um, you know what? Before I get there, let's hit on Roe v. Wade real quick and then we'll close. Oh yeah, we that's like the biggest thing right now to be, you know, talking about a war on children. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> along with the sexual mis- promiscuity, promiscuity, they want people to they're con- paired up. They want people to continue with prom- uh, sexual promiscuity without any consequence. Without of any children. consequence of children, um, um, and so let's let's kill them all. Yeah, that's what abortion is. Yeah, that's what abortion is. Um, and so before you give any thought uh, details on that, real quick. One thing, like I think Christians, once again, if you love the Lord uh, and you have a desire to so be conformed to his image and washed in his truth, sanctified, if that is your desire, you belong to him. And, and if you belong to him, then you welcome challenges to belief, mm-hmm. because I would never want to be walking down a pathway that my Lord isn't walking down. Right. And when Christians are duped into believing that abortion is something that brings pleasure to the Lord, uh, you can't possibly come up with a reason on why that is. Or something less, something more subtle. Abortion is not something that displeases God. Because I yeah. know a lot of Christians that would say, you know, I don't like abortion, but. Well, that's because, and that's what I was they don't about to think say. It's, they don't think that it displeases well, God. That's because our TVs have told us, hey, church, you guys can shut up about, we'll take it from here. This is a political issue. Right. Yeah. This is a political issue. Meanwhile, it's not. No. The handling of morality, life, the preservation of life, that has always been a moral issue in the church, is the pillar of truth in this world. Yeah. And so the church deciding to fall back on those conversations you are not walking in your identity and and when we talk about the war on children my god let me try to pull that up right now how many kids are aborted every year in america yeah well you want to do the whole world (laughs) that's gonna be a bad number that's gonna be bad um what you still looking Mm mm-hmm yeah, so the, I mean, it's it's a um, and it's it's framed in a way that is somehow also women empowerment. So women empowerment has nothing to do with respect for them anymore, or you know, sometimes it does. It's it's hey, respect me, let me twerk. Mm-hmm. Don't tell me what to do, man. I can twerk if I want to. I can wear nothing down the street if I want to. That doesn't give anyone the right to hurt me. Mm-hmm. That's women empowerment today in twenty twenty one. Um, instead of saying um, women are the best in the world at being mothers, <laughs> yeah. at nurturing, that's not empowerment. Right. Instead, empowerment is it's, it's your right to kill your child. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah. that's not it. Talking about women who have children. Motherhood is not purely biological. No, no, no. Um, every woman uh, has been equipped in such a way, yeah. That's why. That's why I said yeah, women you know, are the best in the world at being mothers. Uh, you know, yeah, right. But now you have men trying to be mothers, and yeah, right, and yeah. women trying to be fathers. I mean, yeah. we're so jacked up. Yeah, we're so jacked up. And guess what? It all started with divine beings. <laughs> no, it all started with divine beings leaving their proper dwelling and uh, abusing a good thing like sex. Mm-hmm. With the women on the, on this earth, yeah, and then that proliferated, and so now we are still worshiping that God. Those those same gods all throughout antiquity: power, money, sex. 
Um, and I, it, you'd be hard pressed to find a political issue that's not centered around either one of those things or, or, or a, a combination of them of some sort. You'd be hard pressed. Um, but I'll, yeah, we can you can talk about Roe v. Wade real quick, but just keep this in mind. Since 1973, since 1973, so we're almost 40 years, mm-hmm. there have been 62.5 uh, abortions. Um, 62.5 million abortions that have been counted. Mm. 62.5 uh, million lives. Now, I would love to get statistics broken down on that. What, what is this, worldwide? Um, this is in the U.S. My goodness. Yeah. Um, you mean broken down by uh, ethnicity? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, real quick. There is, once again, this is another, you know, big deal, <laughs> I think. That's not going to be all over the news. But the Supreme Court is rehearing Roe v. Wade, which was a, um, a case, I think, in 1970. 1970s um, that allow women to choose whether or not they wanted to keep their baby. Um, you know, in, in, in the emotional guise of women empowerment, um, it, the Supreme Court ruled that women are allowed to abort an unwanted pregnancy, the, the, the euphemisms. Yeah, which implies that there's something inherently immoral. Yeah. Because they want to change words so yeah. much. Right. But, um, but yeah, so they're rehearing that course. And, you know, a lot of people are scared because there's a lot more conservative Supreme Court justices than there was in 1973. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's already, I think, 21 or 25 states that if it's overturned will ban abortion. And, you know... I think that there's some duping on both sides. Definitely. Um, it's become purely political. Yeah. This is not a governmental issue. Yeah. This is not something that needs more laws. This isn't something that, you know, that the government should be lording over. Mm-hmm. Um, because once the government gets their hands on it, it will also become corrupt. Mm-hmm. Um, well, the even hands on it. Yeah. Even something that could be a good thing. Not killing children. Yay. Somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, it will become corrupt. Yeah. Uh, and one of the main ways it can become corrupt, um, women won't get the help they need, um, you know, or mothers. Mothers mm-hmm. won't get the help they need. The children won't get the help they need. Right. Um, homelessness will increase. All this, all the, you know, all this kind of stuff can happen um, when it's, it's, it's a moral issue and an issue that the church should be in charge of. Yeah. Um, and a lot of states like Texas proposed that women in abortion cases um in cases of abortion shouldn't be the ones punished or you know there shouldn't be any crime for the women the people who should be held accountable are the doctors mm. um which makes sense because they can't prove that the women know what this is the doctors very well know what this mm. is that's interesting um and i think that's a that's a that's a the right way to go about it mm. <laughs> um um yeah that's where we are now we're trying to decide if if a baby is a human or a clump of cells Right, and when we know good and well, uh, yeah. because where where we've gone now um, is the doors of uh, sensibility um, and the doors of reason and wisdom mm-hmm. have been kicked down. Um, the moment you acquiesce to any form of foolishness, all foolishness walks in. Yeah. The moment you acquiesce to any form of sexual immorality, all sexual immorality walks in so um once upon a time the conversation was hey i just want to be in a relationship with the same sex right um and and now that has transformed into uh i am not a man biologically i am who i say i am um and i will make sure that i can act on my sexual proclivities which happen to be an attraction to little girls mm-hmm. while I identify as a little girl. And people are struggling with how to deal with that conversation <laughs> because of all of the loopholes we've created. Yeah. 
So this is what Paul says. Um, uh, let me. Second Corinthians ten. For although we live in the flesh, we do not wage war according to the flesh, since the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but are powerful through God for the demolition of strongholds. We demolish arguments and every proud thing that is raised up against the knowledge of God, and we take every thought captive to obey Christ. And we are ready to punish any disobedience once your obedience is complete. We, um, as believers, must understand that we are in territory that gives us allegiance to darkness. And we, as light of the world, salt of the earth, are here to be just that. And I think that sometimes the church is trying to be light of the world and salt of the earth while still fitting in. You can't. You can't do it. The light has never fit in in a dark place. Salt specifically is meant to be noticed. <laughs> you won't blend in. If it's blended in, you ain't using enough salt. So that's what we want to encourage you to do. There is a war. Um, and it's not physical, merely. It's flesh and blood. And we've been equipped and granted through God's divine power. Um, all things to be equipped in this war. So arm yourselves in scripture. Arm yourselves with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Walk with him. Trust him and stand firm. And do not partner with any worker of darkness. Rather expose it. And that's what we do here on Black and Blurred. So thank you guys for tuning into this episode. Stay tuned for next week when we have an episode with another um, sex trafficking advocate. Um, we'll holla at y'all. <laughs> the facts. <laughs>